great, great, great. Let, let me note it so that you know where. Although I guess we haven't talked. That doesn't have to be right now. Question: Who's editing this? I guess we could do one and one. Anyway, yeah, we'll, that we'll would figure be it ideal. out. Yeah, if yeah. If you have the bandwidth to record one of them, that would be, or edit one of them. Record. <laughs> yeah, I'll record this one, but I won't be on the next one if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you have the bandwidth to edit at least one of them, that would be cool. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fic List. Woo! You did the intro this time, not me. I know. I felt awkward because I was like, I, I wasn't sure if you were about to launch into it. And I was like, you know what? No, it's my time to shine. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to lay claim to this one. That's exciting. <laughs> Hello, Alan. How are you? I am I'm a little jet lagged, Aaron. I just got back from California on a work trip. Um, It was lovely. I uh, got some sun. And usually I'm more of a like dreary rainy cold day kind of boy but it was nice to live my my cali dreams for a sec you are a pacific northwest girly rather than <laughs> a california girly <laughs> yeah absolutely that yeah. wow what a i'm gonna add that to my tinder profile from now on <laughs> i'm a pacific northwest girl are you from there no no <laughs> have you been there no no <laughs> but i feel it in my heart yeah it's thanks just, twilight it's about vibes yes the aesthetic the vibe you get it <laughs> How are you, Erin? I'm good. I started a new job. I've been like yes. sleeping, which is kind of insane. Um, <laughs> I went to bed at 9.30 one day this week. Oh. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> what is happening? Because I mean, honestly, during I, I was like dealing with some really severe burnout. And mm. there were periods of time in my previous job where like I could not fall asleep. I saw the wrong side of 5.30 a.m. more than once. Oh no, Aaron. Yeah, I don't think I told really anybody. No, you certainly did not. Yeah, and it was one of those things where it was like I I had been through worse before, so I was like it's fine. This is tolerable. No no friends. It was not tolerable. So, mm-hmm. I have since changed jobs and taken a break and done all those things and it's been a lot better. It's been Good. a lot better. I've been able to fall asleep at like reasonable hours and I don't get the sense like my previous therapist, who I no longer see, but whatever, um, when I were talking about like revenge procrastination and revenge bedtime stuff, oh, which is a thing that you do when you feel like you don't have enough free time during the day, or like, oh, you don't yeah. have enough time for yourself during the day, like you just sort of take it out of like the very very late night hours because mm-hmm. that's the time that like people don't bother you, and then you screw yourself over because you don't sleep, and she was like, yeah, that seems to be what you're doing. That's a very classic burnout thing, and I was like okay <laughs> you have to bring that up <laughs> i did not i do not pay to be seen in that way right <laughs> just tell me how to fix my life because it was therapy but you know what, uh, fine. uh yeah so anyway i haven't been doing that which has been super great and i think actually daylight savings time as much as daylight savings time is like a nightmare uh, <laughs> i think it really helped because my body wants to go to bed earlier 9 30 now which is 10 30 body time still <laughs> so it's been great I'm, well, I'm glad to hear it. And yeah, we, we're going to have a chat about the about this scene, the wrong end of 5 a.m. later. Yeah. But I'm so glad bad. that it, you're on a on a better place now, in a better place. I am in a better place. I crossed the rainbow bridge. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Into, I don't know, a better sleep cycle. Yeah, I yeah. will remember you. Aaron, we can't sing that. Copyright. <laughs> we're going to get copies. Why did you start it then? <laughs> what? You should know by now that if there is a song, I will sing it. <laughs> you cannot stop me. <laughs> uh. 
Anyway. Anyway. Fan fiction. I guess we can yeah. talk about it, huh? This is wild. I feel like usually we have like a, a debrief of a lot, like a long, like, oh yeah, this is how we've been. And now we're like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. It's good. Hey, I'll take it, man. Absolutely. It feels like the year is winding down a little bit. This is, uh, we're Thank recording God. in mid-November, <laughs> friends. Um, So we'll see how long it takes these episodes to go up. And hey, maybe this is our holiday episode. TBD. Uh, <laughs> Merry, happy holidays, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, happy holidays. Happy New Year. <laughs> what what a summer. <laughs> you know, <What? laughs> it could be anything. We did do that once where we recorded in October and posted them in May. <laughs> yeah, what was our, what was our, what brand new was, oh man, that was hilarious. We were like, Christmas in may question mark oops uh <laughs> that was funny anyway i mean it does feel a little bit like we're coming into like wind down season which is yeah nice. so i'm i maybe that's the that's the energy is us being chill for the first time ever <laughs> i agree yeah and then there's a certain air in uh, at least like when, at my job and like i feel like most jobs start to like feel like oh well thanksgiving is around the corner and like mm. the holidays and people don't really work during like holidays time and i'm like yeah that makes sense i'm very lucky now in this new job where that is the case previously in the museum this was one of the busier times of the year thanksgiving Uh, the busiest weekend of the year Uh, yeah because everyone has their family in town and they all need to find shit to do mm -hmm. um but yeah, that's not the case for me anymore. So now I'm like, woohoo, I get the whole week off at Christmas. Everything's great. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Super fun. I'm going to do absolutely nothing. I'm going to go home and I'm going to sit my ass on the couch and not Good. worry about it. It's and it's what you deserve. Thank you. We deserve rest. <laughs> yeah. You deserve <laughs> rest. You deserve peace. Oh, thanks. Oh, shucks. <laughs> so do you a lot. <laughs> oh, stop. Nah. Um. Oh, yeah, I guess we should launch into some fan fiction now, now that you're all caught up on where we are. Yeah, now that all the boring pleasantries are out of the way. What are we talking about today, Alan? <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, we are doing um, a very exciting tag today. Uh, we are doing a arrange mariage uh, tag. Which for, for the layman folk out there is arranged marriage. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't, not, everyone, not everyone speaks French. <laughs> <laughs> I could speak French too. Mais oui, je suis manatee. Si. Je m'appelle. Omelette du Omelette fromage. Du fromage. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry to all the French speakers out there. No, I'm not. But it, I mean, hey, it's fine. Yeah, sorry to our French uh, listenership. Yeah. I mean, am I though? I was once yelled at very aggressively at a French airport. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know what? Fuck the French. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just joking. Oh no, I'm gonna be canceled. I'm gonna be canceled. There's a headline tomorrow on Twitter, which is dying, but it's Alan hates French people. <laughs> we don't even. We can't even touch the Twitter stuff right now. Like, we'll oh just be man. Here for three hours. But yeah, no, it's wild. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so tell me more about why you hate the French. <laughs> you know, what? I'm gonna say it. They're bread subpar. <gasps> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm I'm absolutely just kidding. I felt Although, offended on their behalf. Oh I'm my joking. god. Their food is incredible. I the only actually the only thing I've ever heard, um, I've never been to France, but I've like on Reddit and stuff, people are usually usually talk shit about like Paris and they say that they're really like rude and like um yeah. uh racist. <laughs> so yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean that was my experience when I went oh. to France. <laughs> 
Well, I hate to say it. Um, the some people were lovely. I don't think it's fair to categorize an the entire, entire yeah. country of people Absolutely. one way Agreed. or the other. But as I said, I did get yelled at very aggressively for not understanding convoluted instructions in the French airport. Yelled at me in French. Um, <laughs> yeah. Throw it out there that I'm coming in through the international's arrival. And maybe <laughs> yelling at me in French is not the most useful thing you could do. Charles de Gaulle. Uh, but the uh, yeah, and then it was very Paris was kind of odd. It was it was an interesting experience. I'm glad I went. I went a long time ago in college and just mm-hmm. you know went for friendsgiving one year and it was super fun. But, oh, I love that. Yeah, people. It was very hit or miss. Some people were extremely kind and really helped us out, but some people were not very nice. Yeah, I still want to go at some point, but yeah. it's on the list. Yeah, it is on the list. I would love to go to Italy. Anyway, we're getting uh, yeah. we're getting like off topic about <laughs> You know what we should do? Let's let's organize like a group trip. Do any listeners y'all <laughs> let's go to Italy? <laughs> you say we'll do that. a tour. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm thinking, how do I segue from Europe? I was like, okay, we could go from Europe to arranged marriage. They did that a fair amount. <laughs> sure <laughs> like, did. Historically, that was a thing that happened, especially yep. in the monarchy. We're also not going to touch the queen dying. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> rip rip in peace. Rip. <laughs> queen. Uh, uh, anyway. Queen Liz. <laughs> oh, Lizzie. Um, yeah. Anyway. Arranged marriage. That's what we're here to talk about today, Alan. Yep. Um, do you read arranged marriage fic? Because I proposed this tag and I was like, I wonder sure if he did. reads this. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I, I really did when I was like uh, a teenager. Mm. Um, probably something. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I was. This is going to be a little like, oh, Alan, are you okay? Uh, and it, I am. <laughs> Remember, this was when I was a teenager. But I think there was something that really uh, drew me in about like, oh, someone has to marry me and then they can't leave. <laughs> something about that. Ooh. I was like, that sounds great. I don't have to worry about a husband. And then they just fall in love with me with my yeah. with my charming self once I have them. I love wow. that. That's, ooh, we can unpack that. <laughs> At a later date. Well, it's very similar to a thing that's going around on TikTok. Um, that was like you don't you don't like X trope. You just like this real life thing. The one that I've seen a lot of is you don't like enemies to lovers. You just want somebody to see all of your flaws and love you anyway. <gasps> Did you send me that? Because I've seen that. I might have. Because <laughs> I was just like, I've been murdered <laughs> by this yeah, TikTok. It's <laughs> like this is a hit. Oh, <laughs> uh, you've sunk my battleship. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. And so, yeah, that's kind of what it's like. It's like you don't like arranged marriage. You just like <laughs> not having to date and finding someone who has to love you and um, then mm-hmm. like having it work out. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm so glad we put a name to that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something to put on the shelf in a box and right. not worry right, right, right. But, well, but what I'm saying is like that. I used to be really into when I was younger. Um mm. And so I read a lot of it, um, and I, I haven't in a while, which is not to say that I, like, I had an aversion to it. When mm. you proposed it, I was actually like, oh, that's awesome. It's been so long since I've read one. Mm. Um, that being said, I feel like I struggled <laughs> to find yeah. uh, like fic for it, which is really interesting because I feel like back in the fanfiction.net days, mm-hmm. uh, I could throw like a stone and hit like 10 fucking arranged marriage fics in a True. row. Uh, yeah. That I would love and that were well written or that were in my fandom. And this time I was like, I had a very specific fandom that I wanted. Um, and I mean, it's not a surprise. It was, it was Naruto because I was like, mm-hmm. I just I, I need some like comfort. I want like my my OTP. That's what I want to read. And I know also I read a fair amount of those when I was younger. And I was like, I know there's at least some with some merit that I would love to talk about. And mm-hmm. I could not find any. I like did all my searches and they were like two two search results and they were not anything of what i had read before and i was like oh 
well, let's try this other fandom. That fandom didn't have anything. And then I was like, oh, fuck it. Just give me the general thing. I guess I'm going to have to like parse through and find something. Yeah. So I, I, I am interested to... I am interested in this kind of shift over from what seemed to be like a really populated tag that a lot of people were writing for. And now it feels like it's maybe not as prevalent. What has yeah. been your experience with it, Erin? It was not something that I ever got really into um, other than as a sort of ancillary tag to other things. So I get very into enemies to lovers. I get very into womp. I get very into angsty stuff. And very often one of the circumstantial tags that can happen when you fall into those kinds of categories is arranged marriage because it is a great vehicle for angst. Um, it sure is. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily seek it out. It's something that I enjoy reading, but don't actively sort of like pursue the way that I like go searching for other things. I had a handful of arranged marriages, like a handful. Oh, of congratulations. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I had a handful of fix, like arranged marriage fix that I could oh, have okay. sent you. One of which was a epic in the magician's fandom. Oh. Please note, I did not send that to Alan. Because yeah, thank I you. Sent, I sent these Bless fix. you. We just picked this tag like four days ago. And I was like, <laughs> mm, he, you know, that's just mean. I can't send him a 300,000 word thing. And also, we would not be sitting with you today, <laughs> listeners. No, I would I not like, have finished it. No, I was like, this recording would be delayed another three weeks. And we just yep. didn't have that in us. So I didn't send it. However, um, it is a Harriet fan fiction and it's really good. So I, So obviously, I have some you know, I have space in my heart for arranged marriage fix. I think they're great, but I don't know that I ever really sought them out. I never approached them either the way that you did of like, oh, this is a thing that like somebody would have to love me. Like that didn't occur to me. So I, I think I just always sort of saw it as like a fun, angsty premise upon which mm -hmm. I could enjoy myself. Um, Several of my friends in life are huge arranged marriage fic Friendly oh fans. yeah wow um hi mary hi emily <laughs> <laughs> and so i have been sent arranged marriage fix by other people to read love um, that because they've just really really love them so i think the people who are really into these kinds of fix like are really into it is mm -hmm. is what i'm gathering it's a great premise yeah oh i agree it it, it lends itself and like kind of what you were saying it, it lends itself to so many things it's a great vehicle i think you can add some angst or you can make it like really like fluffy and comforting and like yeah slow burn or it can be like an immediate like fire kind of a thing like yeah it just it's kind of like the white rice of fanfic i feel like you could just add anything to it's it malleable. and it'll be great so malleable yep yep and yeah there's a there's some fun we could we could spin that out a little bit and it would be super fun it's like sometimes it's sushi sometimes it's hibachi rice <laughs> <laughs> if it's been out for if you've had it for a day just throw some fried rice yeah make a fried rice dish you make the best of it yeah um, yeah wild anyway uh, <laughs> now i'm hungry <laughs> like, so you you kind of touched on like you like some angst in your arranged marriage is there anything else is there any other like themes consistently that you love to see in an arranged marriage fic uh one of the things that i don't tend to read very much of and it can be a thing with arranged marriage is like really it can tip into like dead dub do not eat it can tip into non-con it can dip into mm -hmm. like the much darker <laughs> fix yeah and that's not to say that i don't read fix that get really dark because i do but that tends this fic tends not or this tag rather tends not to be a setup in which i will go for the much much darker stuff 
Um, Got it. I think there can be an imbalance of power that gets dicey for me, and I don't tend to love that kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that is something that it's we could have a whole conversation about this. There is a whole debate again, the debate that comes back every couple of years about mm-hmm. whether or not really super dark fic should even exist. I'm of the opinion that if you tag it, it's fair game. So I know there are people out there who like that's their jam and that's what they want to be reading, and they explore those kinds of really really dark themes. Not my not my particular avenue um, from this one. So yeah. I tend to avoid fix where there's like a huge power imbalance or there's any sort of like abuse or anything like that happening in there. Um, and sometimes I will click out of it if it starts to head that way. Um, but I do, I will, um, I, the flip side of that is I really love when arranged marriage fix, it's like both parties are really, like really confused <laughs> or otherwise <laughs> like generally just like, I don't really know what's happening. And like, I am nervous or like, I don't know how to be in this marriage situation. And like when both people like I, oh, the best, this is a long way to get to what the best is. It is a really good avenue for uh, idiots in love and mutual bonding (laughs) where it's like they, both of them think the other person is only there and continuing to be there out of obligation, but actually they both are falling in love with each other, but they just like don't communicate that. Mm -hmm. I love that shit. That's the best. I oh. love Idiots in Love. <laughs> it's so good. So, yeah, I think that's that's where I live in the arranged marriage, sort of like preferred tropes mm-hmm. question. What about you? Um, Yeah, I think similarly, sometimes I do read some of the darker stuff, maybe not super dark, Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, I sometimes I do feel like, oh, a little spice is, is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. But for the most part, and I was just thinking about this, is I I tend to like really like rom com arranged marriage fix, you know, yeah. like like uh like very humorous, maybe light, but also has like a like oh my god, like there, there's a falling out and then there's a reconciliation kind of at the end. Like I like something mm-hmm. that is a little meaty, literally like a rom com. Um, which also I was just thinking about it as you were speaking. Um, I feel like recently in the mainstream, a lot of like of the rom-coms that have been coming out or that I've been seeing and like the books that I've been reading have had a, a strong element of like fanfic like tags. Like I can be like, oh, this is definitely like a this tag. Yeah. Um, and Arranged Marriage uh, has not made the leap. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that we as a society ever really want to kind of acknowledge that or at least not like Western, like American lens uh, society is not ready yes. to make that leap. And that's an interesting uh, dichotomy I, I find. Yeah, I wonder, I think you're right. A of all, I think the whole like published literature and TV shows and stuff that are like either directly derivative of fanfic or like pulling Mm -hmm. from fanfic is much more common. I've been seeing that more and more and more, Mm -hmm. especially with Raylo stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, A lot of Raylo has like made the mainstream leap. And I'm like, very. it used to be Twilight and now it's Raylo. Like, that's just kind of how it's going. Um, That's like interesting. So, yeah, to a degree, it's like, oh, it's interesting that we haven't, that there are certain things that have not crossed over, arranged marriage being one of them. Um, I wonder, I don't know that, uh, you know, Americans specifically, like, media is this tactful, but maybe it's because like arranged marriage is a thing that still happens in mm-hmm. non-american culture maybe that's just like, yeah. a thing that we have decided that we're like not gonna do or again like we just don't want to go through like we don't want to look back at our own sort of colonialist history and like european <laughs> fuckery <laughs> i don't know yeah you're right yep. 
Um, no, no, I, I think those are all very, very valid points. Um, yeah, that's interesting. It is um, interesting. And I'll be interested. I mean, I feel like inevitably someone is going to make that leap. And I I will be interested to see, A, if it's good, and B, if how it's embraced or yeah. shunned. Yeah, I think the closest we get currently is fake dating. Yeah, true, 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 true. It has a similar element of, like, two people who are in this relationship, not necessarily because they're interested in being in a relationship, but for some other purpose, having to navigate that. And then, again, idiots in love can happen, like, all kinds of things. Like, it's a similar, it's like a parallel construct where the originate like the origination of the thing is different but it's sort of a similar vibe in how it plays out yeah wow yeah that's a great that's a great connect mm-hmm. i'm so smart you really are congratulations <laughs> thanks <laughs> my brain i have a good one <laughs> it's a good brain great so we should talk about some fix now uh would you like to start or should i Oh, I was just gonna ask you that question. I know that's why I jumped ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bitch. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, it's me. I don't mind starting. Great. Yeah. Um, I need to tell you, dearest Alon, that when I opened up our little Google Doc <laughs> and saw not only this fic but also the next fic that we're gonna talk about in the next episode, <laughs> I said out loud, "Oh my god." <laughs> um and. In this episode, readers, it'll be because this fic comes out of fucking left field. (laughs) And I thought to myself, really? He's going to go there. Okay. I didn't know we were doing crack fics, but okay. And then I, well, what's cool is it's not a crack fic at all. Uh, He sent me a fic called Primped and Polished Till You Glow with Pride. If you know, you know. Uh, The author, Vagabond Dawn, on Archive of Our Own, in the fandom, Mulan, parentheses, 1998. <laughs> Who is that girl I see? <laughs> yeah, wild. I was like, <laughs> I guess, yeah, if it exists, there's fanfic of it. Um, I see what you're doing in terms of choosing a new fandom for each episode, by the way. I clocked well, it. <laughs> well, to be, again, to be fair, I looked very hard for something in my OTPs and found nothing and said, well, fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going to go find Mulan fic. (laughs) So here's a little journey for you, uh, Aaron and dear listeners. Um, I I was in California and this fic I needed to find uh, and I needed to put in the the doc by yesterday so that Aaron had at least 24 hours to read it. Mm -hmm. And I was already like looking under like between 10 and 15,000 words because I was like, that feels like a good chunk. Like I read that in an hour. So that means Aaron's done with it in like 20 minutes. So let's just look for that range. Um. And I was really trying to find something on Thursday night, and I was in my hotel in San Francisco, like, literally, like, my eyes were, like, so droopy, and I was reading through fanfic. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, and I couldn't find anything, and I found, like, an X-Men one that I was like, okay, let's try this. And I was reading it, and I was reading it, and I was like, I'm sorry, Aaron. In my head, I was like, I'm sorry, I need to put this in the fic before I get on the plane tomorrow morning at 5.30. (laughs) Um, And I think I just, it's just going to have to be this one, and I'm going to hope that it's, like, okay. And it started off okay. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then it just took like a really weird left turn and it ended in a re- weird, really weird place. Mm. And I finished that fic and I was like, it's going to have to do. You're going to have to take the L on this one, Alan. Um, and I went to bed and woke up four hours later, got to the airport. And I had like 
maybe an hour before I had to board because thankfully security was really quick. Mm. Um, and I was like, let's come on, Alan, let's do one more good faith effort, find something. And I was like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I found the, and there was just this one soul Mulan fic in between all of the search results. And I was like, that can't be good. Like, I can't, like, that can't possibly be like better quality than the this X-Men one. It. And I read it. And as I was halfway through, I wasn't even done. I was like three quarters of the way done when they started boarding. And I was like, unless they unless the author really really does something outlandish with the ending right. it's gonna have to be this and so i put it up there um and that was my journey i, wow. <laughs> I also was very like i did not go out looking for mulan mulan found me as as is right and proper uh <laughs> amazing well you did good alan let's just start there <laughs> um so the summary for this fic and i I apologize in advance. Could you remind me how to pronounce her father's name? Do you remember? Oh shit. Um I damn it, I meant to look it up before we came in here. I think it's I think they call him Fazu or but I think it might it should be like Shu or something like it that. It should be Shu, I would think, because it's Z H O U when it's anglicized. Yeah. So I, I would like to apologize up front <laughs> once mm-hmm. again for yep. any mispronunciations that occur. I understand that uh, it's bad <laughs> um and i am going to do my best in a sincere good faith effort but i will probably mess it up all right so the summary of this fic fa shu gets offered an advisory position in the imperial city instead of riding to war and fa mulan finds her second attempt at matchmaking goes better than the first which is a great summary <laughs> it is short sweet to the point and like very much the fic that i read <laughs> which i thought was lovely <laughs> Um, so my notes. This is based on the 98 Disney movie, not the recent remake, which is important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you see the remake? Um, no, I I flew to Texas once with uh, my friend um, and she watched it um, next to me. And I was I just kept peeking over at different times. And at the beginning, I was like, oh, cool. That looks like an awesome. I was like, maybe maybe I will watch this. And then like an hour later, I peeked over and I was like, oh, that looks like bullshit it doesn't look like mulan i don't want to watch that yeah i've heard so many mixed reviews about the remake i have not watched it yet just because i don't tend to actually watch things as they come out it takes me a while to see them so um it's just important to know that this is based very much on the disney movie uh, that mm-hmm, we all mm-hmm. know and love yes it starts immediately after mulan has fucked it up with the matchmaker <laughs> mulan has fucked it up <laughs> and she's just like oh god damn it literally it's like she comes home covered in smoke and ink and all sorts of things and it's sad <laughs> it's bad news bears and everybody's like oh no this is bad um but instead of being conscripted into the army mulan's father is asked to go to the imperial palace the imperial city to serve as a tactical advisor which he accepts which i thought was a wonderful premise to like mm-hmm. alter the course of the storyline because that also makes so much sense for who her father is and what makes sense to like ask him to do and it creates this really interesting opportunity for Mulan um because Mulan has fucked it up with the matchmaker her father takes him takes her with him to the palace one so they can go to a different matchmaker in the city (laughs) and two like because he loves her and i think the fic is really really clear from the jump that her father cares so deeply for her and just wants what's best for her within the construct of the society that they live in and he knows that mulan is mulan (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) is a goofball and like is really like 
not what society wants a lady to a be. A free spirit. Yeah, she's very free spirited. She's like a great horse rider. She really just like is her own entity. And he loves her for that, but knows that it's like not doing her a service. Mm-hmm. And like at the end of the day, like it is her responsibility to get married and like follow this like course of action that has been put in front of her. So he takes her with him in the hopes that like there, because there's nothing left for her in their hometown at this point because she's fucked it up with the matchmaker so badly. Right. So they go on this like long arduous journey over to the Imperial City, the Imperial Palace, and uh, Mulan has a great old, grand old time. She's like living her best life. She's on the horse uh, and <laughs> is like having a good time. And her father's very frail, so he's in the cart and like she's taking care of him and like they take care of each other. Um, and when they settle into the palace, Mulan is Mulan. <laughs> Um, she gets to like help her father as an assistant because they keep just forgetting to like get a real assistant for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is like, all right, I'm going to keep my head down and like let them keep forgetting that I'm here. But I actually have a lot of ideas and a lot of thoughts because she's a brilliant tactical mind. And she's like, what I wrote is your girl is smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she like mostly gets away with it because her father like will they like eat only in their quarters rather than out in public like they find ways to like have as much privacy as they can while they're in the palace so Mulan can be Mulan and I kind of love that about this fic like their whole dynamic is really great her father does send her over to the rich people matchmaker though um because they are in the city and they it's like the fancy matchmaker who is like very high end um and Mulan is still mostly a hot mess about it but not as bad (laughs) like she doesn't (laughs) she doesn't fuck it up as spectacularly this time around which is good so she like ends up on the roster which is good um Mm -hmm. as far as we know and while she's out uh at the matchmaker who who arrives into the fic my friends (laughs) except good old general lee aka shang's dad (laughs) yes uh and it turns out that mulan's dad and shang's dad are old war buddies (laughs) and so that is where we get Shang, who is, oh, that boy is so dumb. I love him oh, so much. What a what a himbo. What a himbo. The uh, like one of the best himbos of all time. My favorite Truly. take of Shang from the movie. This is a tangent. I didn't write this down. My favorite take of Shang from the movie is that that boy knows he's gay. He's surprised he's fallen for a woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes, he's a bisexual icon. I love a bi king Shang uh, headcanon, but I also just really love that, like, it's like, no, no, he spends all day, every day surrounded by men. Being attracted to a man is not a new thing for him. Mm-hmm. What's weird is that he, when he finds out that she's a woman, it's still <laughs> cool. Uh, anyway, so Shang shows up. They're having a conversation while Mulan is at the matchmaker. And... Like, from that, Shang is like, maybe I shall go to the matchmaker, mm-hmm. <laughs> which he doesn't really, like, pick at too much, and I didn't really pick at it too much. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, he knows that this is his duty, and he's, like, kind of like, well, what what could the daughter of, you know, this man be like? <laughs> like yeah, I'm... it's like decorated war hero kind of a thing. Yeah, like, I'm interested to see who this girl is, because it is could be cool um but he like kind of doesn't really know what he's doing he just kind of like ends up at the matchmaker and then goes through the whole process fills out a lot of forms he's very freaked out by the process because he's like <laughs> i just took the you know the emperor's like military test and that was very intense and now this is all just like information about me and that, that's like way <laughs> less fun um and so they he like they set up basically he sets up a scenario where he ends up going to the matchmaker and asking for mulan specifically um which the matchmaker is like kind of horrified by (laughs) Mm -hmm. because she's like not only is this girl 
fairly coarse, let's say. Uh, she's also <laughs> several stations below you. You would be marrying down significantly. And Shang's like, I don't really care. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so they go through, they go for it. They have like a meeting. They have to ask both, like the fathers have to also like handle this a little bit. I forget the specifics. I read this last night. Um, but they end up in a meeting with the matchmaker, uh, them two and their fathers. And it turns out they're like, kind of a great match even though they are abysmal at all of the matchmaking stuff (laughs) (laughs) Mulan continues to be Mulan like she kind of remembers the stuff she's supposed to remember like the poetry and the like art of housemaking stuff like she kind Mm -hmm. of remembers it and kind of doesn't and then Shang is like I don't really understand poetry but okay and then somehow like the issue of the Huns comes up and Mulan is like wait isn't it weird that they like haven't shown up yet like we think that the military should really just she was like I think this is what's happening and Shang is like wait tell me more that's actually a really good idea (laughs) and so he recognizes in her like a tactician's brain and is like well how many girls am I gonna meet who might actually be able to keep up with a soldier in this way and be like you know she rides a, she rides a horse great which is awesome <laughs> like mm-hmm. she's like he's like this is kind of a one in a million chance here to find somebody who might actually be able to relate to me and Mulan is like this is very much a one in a million chance because like wow he is he's marrying so far down the ladder um and no one else is gonna put up with my bullshit so um they both agree to get married and their fathers are like are you sure and they're both like yeah I think so and then their fathers are like okay and so they okay it and then the fic ends with them like getting married and having a marriage ceremony uh, and basically Mulan agreeing to go to the military base camp with Shang, um, which would put them interestingly, interestingly in the next phase of like the movie where they're like at basic training with all the recruits and stuff, which I thought was a really fascinating way to like tie back into the plot of the movie. There's clearly like a whole series of this because this fic ends right in the middle of I was like, oh, this is like gearing up for more story. Um, so I do intend to go read the rest of this because this was fucking delightful. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was really good. Um, yeah. Good job, Alan. <laughs> Thank you. Good job to Vagabond Dawn. Oh my gosh. And I will say also there's like um when I finished it, I had the exact same feeling with you. I was like, oh crap, this is gonna be like a longer series. Um, which hey, awesome, because I really enjoyed it. Um, and then there's like a, oh, next work in the series button at the bottom. And I was like, okay. And I finished it. And when I had Wi-Fi again, I was like, okay, I want to see what, what it is. And so I clicked onto the next one. And the only other thing in that series, at least, um, and not to say that there isn't like more fix on the author's profile, but the next part in that series um, is actually just a little deleted scene She where the author was like, I really wanted to fit Mushu in there somehow, but uh, he didn't fit the vibe. But here's a little deleted scene of how that like would have gone. And it's delightful. It's just as delightful as the rest of the fic. So if you're interested, go and read how Mushu might have tied into that uh, alternate universe. Yeah, I'll have to go and read that because I very much was like, okay, I will save the rest of the... I want to be able to talk about this fic on its own merit and not the whole series. Genius. So I just won't won't read the rest of the series yet, but I'll like save it and go back to it. Um, But yeah, no, it's like I could see how this author could envision a reworking of the entire movie um, Mm -hmm. and do it really well and really grounded i think the thing that really stuck out about to me uh, stuck out to me about this fic was how grounded everybody felt and how mm. like because disney movies like characters are like 
very over-exaggerated. It's a Disney movie. Like, they're not meant to be real people. But this felt more akin to, like, how a real person might navigate this situation with still some of that sort of, like, air of Disney magic to it. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... It wasn't so far removed from the source material that it didn't feel authentic to it, but it was it was very much like, oh, okay, like her and her father's relationship is really nice. Like it's very mutually respectful and kind and but like there's still obligation there that they have to navigate. Shang being a himbo is like super great. <laughs> Continues <laughs> to just be like who he is. Um I guess my only thought was, like, that process of him deciding that he wanted to go to the matchmaker. Like, I kind of wish they had had some kind of interaction or something like that that prompted it instead of him just being like, maybe I'll go. Mm -hmm. Because it felt a little out of left field for him. I was like, I don't know if this is a man who would, like, opt into something like that. Well, if I remember correctly, I think he... I think his dad was the one who told tells him uh, you have to go to do it or like his dad was the one who suggested it because there's a line where he says, oh, man, I wish they weren't having this conversation about daughters because I know now that 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 the general is going to look at me and say, oh, I need to do this. Yeah, that's true. I think. Yeah, I think my my conundrum was like, it's a little weird to be like, I'm going to go pursue this specific girl yeah very fair after having only just like talked to her father but it's not that might be an american sensibility that might be my my sensibilities coming through and not necessarily um an issue it's not a problem it wasn't weird like i didn't have an issue with it i just thought like oh it could have been cool i would have liked this a little more yeah, yeah or like maybe he sees her in like the hallway or like in a room and is like hmm like she's got something going on behind those eyes that like she's not just like pouring tea she's like she's like there's something else there that i'm interested in learning more about um Mm -hmm. and then pursuing it from that perspective but uh, that said this fic was great i have no real complaints (laughs) like no real arguments it was very well written um i really enjoyed it i thought the pacing was really great um Mm -hmm. especially just for like how much it got through it was a quick read but it went through a lot of plot in a yeah. relatively short amount of time like it it accomplished a lot very effectively and yeah i would love to read the rest of this movie rewritten by this author in this construct <laughs> vagabond done we need it we need it <laughs> Woohoo! yeah i'm glad you liked it i i agree with all of your points um i yeah i i really loved it i loved also like you mentioned the um, it felt like it was really respectful about the like this concept of like how Eastern culture puts a, f- a focus on duty, like familial duty, or like this is your duty and this is what yeah. you need to do, um, and how it wove that into the narrative really beautifully. And it's like um, I know that this is my duty as a daughter, that this is my duty. I'd like to f- care for my family in the case of the father, and um, yeah, it was it was wonderful. And uh, something about the like when. I don't know if it was just where I was. I don't know if it's because I was sleep deprived when I was reading it, but I really felt like when they were traveling through the country to get to the Imperial City, oh my God, and they have a lovely scene where Mulan's father like teaches her how to like catch the fish like they yeah. do in um, Be a Man. Uh, what's that? I'll, I'll Make a Man Out of You in that yeah. sequence when they're like, ha ha. It was so like, like oh. <laughs> go watch the, you, you'll know, go watch the movie again. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If <laughs> anyone like, is like, what is this? What, what noise do they make? <laughs> yeah. oh man it was yeah it was delightful i found myself like immersed in the world that they created um without it ever feeling like because i i I struggle with that a lot where like 
sometimes authors really like to expound on like the scenery and like the the climate and like what they're feeling what are they smelling and and sometimes to me it gets to be too much and i'm like yeah. i i would rather just you let my brain fill in the gaps and this author did that beautifully i totally um, agree yeah so I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it yeah it was super fun and you're so right about it being respectful of custom um mm-hmm. obviously i don't know the intricacies of chinese culture the way that I think would be beneficial to understand this fic. Um, but it seemed to be extremely respectful of a culture that is a little bit more deferential, that has some gender dynamics mm-hmm. at play that are not present necessarily in the same way in American culture. And it was, I never felt like it was trying to blame or otherwise like cast any, it was just like, this is what it is. This is how we're going to work, you know, yeah. do the best that we can within this construct. And like everybody is clearly moving from a place of love and respect for each other, even within these, you know, sort of prescribed pathways forward um which i appreciated a lot i thought it was great yeah thank you for verbalizing that because that was much better said for what exactly what i was feeling and thinking so aaron what would you rate this i would give this let's be it's very much like a let's let's be bad let's order a plate of fries for the table kind of mentality (laughs) uh i know you'll have some fries let's give it a 4.5 Ooh, yes we love a 4.5 yeah good time it was really really good Yay, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, super fun. Wonderful. All right, so now it is my turn. Your turn. Um, Do I remember what I sent you? (laughs) That's a good question, because the answer is no. So what you sent me, Aaron, is a fic entitled Peace Shall Thatch the Roof and Love Shall Latch the Door. Um, It is on Archive of Our Own, and it is written by Imaginary underscore Golux. G-O-L-U-X. Go Lux, thank you. Um, are you familiar with this author? Yeah, we've do- talked about their fic before. Oh fuck me! <laughs> Shit. Uh, I'm so sorry, imaginary Go Lux. Um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> if, if that is if that is of comfort to you, um, it is a Star Wars new trilogy fic between Poe and Finn. The summary reads. In a universe where Poe was never captured and FN-2187 never defected, the Resistance has fought the First Order to a standstill, and the two sides agree to a peace treaty so they can retreat and lick their wounds. One of the terms of the treaty is that, to symbolize the new detente, a representative of each side shall wed the other. And of course, the generals can only ask their most loyal fighters to step forwards. Poe's more than a little dubious about marrying a stormtrooper, but for the sake of peace, he'll do almost anything. And FN2187 will do his duty. Um, and I think that's a phenomenal summary. That is the fic I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes. Uh, the fic starts with General Hux calling Finn, who I'm going to call Finn. I'm not going to call him by his stormtrooper name. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's too a much. Lot. It's, it's too a mouthful. So General Hux uh, calls Finn in and says, we're in peace talks with the resistance. Uh, we're doing this treaty. And one of the terms of this is that we that there's a new relationship forged between um, you know our loyal troops and a representative of their forces. So you've been chosen to represent the first order, and I expect you to do so. And they have oh, there's this really incredible through line throughout the entire thing where uh, Finn, without even thinking, well, his first instinct is always to say yes, sir, sir, yes, sir, or like I will do my duty, sir, mm-hmm. like, and that like brainwashing and like. I loved how it comes into play so much in this fic. Um, But yeah, at the start of the fic, he doesn't even like whether or not he has any hesitations. And it's clear that he does from the narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, He immediately says, yeah, of course. 
I, I do have a question for you, Aaron, here, because it's been a number of years since I've seen uh, The Force Awakens, which is when this takes place, to mm-hmm. be fair. It's, it's, like, specific to The Force Awakens. Um, they, the logic for why Finn is chosen specifically is because Captain Phasma says that he's one of, like, the most loyal stormtroopers. Do we get that context in the movie? Do you remember? Like, I thought it was just, like, a random stormtrooper who defected. That is what I think it is, too. It has also been a long okay. time since I've seen that movie. Yeah, and very I don't, fair. Yeah, I don't think that is a thing from the film. I think that is an extrapolation Great. from... I was just curious. Yeah, well, because isn't there... I thought maybe this is fanon, but I thought there was a moment where part of the reason that Finn does break free a little bit is that, like, something happens where he has a moment of, like... Huh. Right? And oh, then, I cannot remember. And, like, Phasma kind of, like, clocks it. Or is implied to have clocked it. So, mm. I don't know. I I think that might be something that we just have to leave as a, like, IDK. And <laughs> we can look it up later. Um, Listeners, I don't, if, yeah. if you remember, please feel free to tweet us. Or if that has already died by the time this comes out, uh, you know, send us a Tumblr ask. Send us um, a missive. <laughs> uh, send us a pigeon. Yeah. It'll find its way. <laughs> you can send us some mail. Um, we yep. do have the electronic mail. <laughs> Yeah, true. We do have an email. Email yeah. it to us. Yeah, email it to us. Ficklis I mean, at gmail.com. Tumblr, TikTok. So many ways. So many ways. But someone, please places. let me know because I'm yeah. I'm just deeply curious. Don't remember. It wasn't like an issue. I was just very curious. I think. Oh, and oh, sorry, go for it. No worries. I think part of it it might be that this is an extrapolation of like because none of the events of the Force Awakens happens in this movie. Like this is where it mm. could have landed if Finn hadn't defected. Oh, true, 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 true. Like, maybe he was on his way to climbing up the ranks. Got it. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you. Um, oh, and here's the line. Uh, so, when and General Hux looks like he said all he's going to say on the matter. So, FN2187 salutes again and says, sir, yes, sir. There's nothing else to say. That line, that there's nothing else mm-hmm. to say. Oh, so good. It's yeah. such a good line. Um, and then, yeah, we, we flash over to the Resistance and uh, Leia having to ask Poe, will you do this for us, for peace? Um, if I could, if I wasn't married, I would be the one doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Poe is like, yeah, I'll do it. He has a great line, too, which I think I can find here. He's like, uh, I'll do it, General. You knew I would. I did, uh, General Organa says, sadly. Oh, so good. I really, I, I felt like they nailed that, like, dynamic really well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was really sweet. And then there's the, like, signing of the treaty that happens. And Finn is there uh, along, like, the generals are there along with the representatives, which is Finn and Poe. Um, and the, the treaty is signed. Um. So they've met, but, like, Finn is still in the Stormtrooper helmet. And Poe's like, oh, I can't tell what kind of person this is and what's going to happen. They eventually get married and he like asks uh, Finn if he'll take off the helmet. And so he does. And it's so sweet. Like their first meeting, like uh, Poe is immediately struck by how beautiful Finn is. And he's like, oh, shit, this guy's exactly my type. (laughs) Um, And then they have like a lovely little interaction where Poe's like, do you have a nickname or something? Because that's kind of a mouthful. (laughs) You're not calling me a number. (laughs) Yeah. Um and Finn was like, oh, I don't, I've never had anything other than that. And so then, you know, he gets the name, which is really sweet. And uh, they get married. They have the whole wedding. Oh my God, Poe asks uh, <laughs> Leia, uh, Leia to walk him down the aisle, which I thought was so funny and so fucking sweet. It was so endearing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, so they have their wedding, and then the wedding night. <clears throat> uh, Poe asks Finn, like, oh, you know. 
uh, do you know do you know about sex? <laughs> and Finn is like, Yeah, I know about sex. I'm not I wasn't born under a rock. <laughs> and Poe said it's like, um, have you had <laughs> important follow-up question? <laughs> yep, yep. And Finn was like, ah, no. <laughs> He's like, it always looks question. like really messy. And Poe like says, mm, if you're doing it right, yeah, it is. Relatable like, king oh. being like, I have concerns about the logistics of this. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> yep, yep. Um but then, so I think the the consensus or the Poe Poe decides to like kind of ease him into it, and so like they cut away to black. We don't actually see the sex, but I found that that pre like sex conversation like so intimate and so like like it it felt like I I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I was there for the intimacy, for the warmth, for the care that was going to happen in that moment. So I was, yeah. you know, kudos to that. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um. They, you know, they find out they're very sexual compatible, sexually compatible, and Finn, of course, loves it. And Bless. yeah, uh, then they have to decide like where they're gonna live. And so Poe calls Finn over and says, "Hey, I have these options of houses on five different planets. What do you think?" And Finn is like, "Well, I don't, I don't really know. I've only ever lived on a, on the barracks, so like I, I'm not really picky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll take a look." Um, and so he takes a look, and one of the houses happens to be like on a right on a lake. And Finn doesn't know why that's important to him, but he's like, that's the one I want to go look at. Mm-hmm. They go look at it and pose inside and, you know, kind of making sure that there's enough space for them. He wants like a se- the second bedroom for his own office. Um, and so he's inside looking at all of those things. And when he like goes to find Finn, Finn is just outside transfixed looking at the water. Uh, and so Poe decides this is the one we're going to buy. And Finn is excited about that. And then... Uh, we cut to a few. I think it, we're doing time jumps here. So now from this point on, I think the next time you see them is either like three or six months into it. But mm-hmm. we see how they're starting to settle into their routine and how Finn wakes up every morning. <laughs> Poe is a really deep sleeper, which I don't remember if it's from the canon, but I loved. <laughs> like He's like, nothing's going to wake up that man, but I sneak out of bed anyway. And he goes and swims in the lake and he comes back and BB-8 has like a towel for him. And mm-hmm. then uh, he'll go inside and finds Poe making breakfast and oh and there's such a there's such a cute emphasis on finn realizing what like proper food is and not Mm -hmm. just like nutrition bars or whatever the equivalent is um and it's so sweet and then he'll go off into the nearby village to like just meet the people or to help like build a barn or to help carry groceries or to babysit and so he's really like integrating himself into this new life he has and finn is realizing how much he loves it and it's so warm and loving and caring and i was like oh this is lovely mm-hmm. um and so and then poe is having this other side where yes he's also like feeling all of that and he's realizing that he's fallen in love with finn um and is kind of scared about whether or not finn actually feels that way because there's still a part of poe that is nervous about finn being a spy for the first order mm-hmm. um because he's like, I don't trust the First Order as far as I can throw them. But he's he says, you know, I, he's never tried to get into my office. I purposely have left files on the table to see if he'll look through them. And Finn never has. So mm-hmm. he's starting to trust Finn and, like, really love him deeply. Um, but is nervous about whether or not that is accurate or is reciprocated, I should say. Uh, we get to their first anniversary. And Finn has this lovely moment that is, like, he didn't realize that anniversaries were things to be celebrated. But... Mm-hmm. Poe, like, meets him out as he comes out of his morning swim and, ha- like, has a beautifully laid out, like, picnic out in the, like, 
patio area with all of his favorite food. And then I think the the descriptor was like they ate and then like had sex and then ate some more and talked and then had some more sex. And it was like a wonderful first anniversary. And I was like, it's beautiful. It's everything I've ever wanted. Good for them. <laughs> You're like, good um, for them. Bad for me. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so it was lovely. And I was so happy for that. And then um, and then uh, following that chapter, uh, Finn gets a communication from General Hux, who's like, <laughs> good job. It's all gone according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, in approximately 10 standard hours, we're going to have, oh, what do you call it? Like a, a division of stormtroopers mm-hmm. uh, meet you in your in your coordinates, and you will take command as captain now you've been promoted. And also you're to kill Poe. <laughs> right, so, by the way. Here you go, 10 hours. And that's where the chapter ends, and you're kind of left like, well, obviously he's not going to do this, right? But is he going to be bound by duty? And mm-hmm. I think that's another one of those moments where it, that line comes up where he immediately says, sir, yes, sir. Um, that's all, nothing else to say, kind of a thing. And you're like, no, Finn. Yeah. Um, and then immediately the last chapter opens with Finn like waking Poe up and like, Poe, Poe, emergency. Poe. <laughs> Bad <laughs> things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found it really funny where he would literally has to be like, red alert, uh, Commander Dameron or something like that. And Poe immediately pops up like, yes, what, what is it? Yeah. Um, which is really sweet. Um, mm-hmm. and so Finn tells him like, this is what's happened. I'm supposed to kill you, but also I'm not going to, obviously. Right. He's like, oh, that's very sweet. Uh, yeah, we know where their hideout is and we're just waiting to strike. So <laughs> yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, he's like, but what you need to do is you need to go and get your stormtroopers and get them to stand down. And that's when we're going to coordinate our attacks onto the first order headquarters. Um, they talk with General Organa and, is like very happy to see that Finn warned Poe and like was actually defected to their side and mm-hmm. it was so sweet. Um and there's this even there's even a little hint of like oh my gosh, like a little like hint of hint of angst where mm-hmm. you're like Poe says, Oh Finn, you better come back to me. And Finn says, Yeah, of course. And there's nothing else to say. And he like goes out and you're just left with like, oh, he's gonna get hurt, something's gonna happen. Oh right. no. But nothing happens. It all goes according to plan. The first order is done. Um the division of stormtroopers that Finn is in command of, he like I mean, he says, stand down. And they do because they have to follow orders. That's the brainwashing bit of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to say. Then I love that they like talked about how General Organa comes and like they take the stormtroopers away to try and help them and fix them from the brainwashing that they've been going through, um, which I thought was really sweet. And I, I really enjoyed. And mm-hmm. then it ends with Finn and Poe professing their love for each other and how they're going to continue to live together. And it was delightful it was a very very sweet fic i i read this on the plane i won't lie to you Aaron. i was like i'm not sure because it's i read the like fn2187 i was like i can read a whole fic of this i was like i don't know that i've got it in me but i was like you've got to alan you've got to and then the more i came along for the journey the more i loved it it was Mm -hmm. so warm and like loving and just like comfortable i loved it it was so so good. So well done, I thought. Uh, again, I don't really remember the films anymore, and I need to fix that because I really do like them. So I can't tell how much of their interactions necessarily were like in character versus out of character, but I really I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Yay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I was like, do I have any more? But I think I, it would just be me expanding for the next five minutes on how much I really enjoyed this fic. Yeah. I'm so glad you like it. Did I fully remember what this fic was like when I sent it to you? No. 
<laughs> did <laughs> great, I re- great. Yep. Did I remember my feelings about this fic being great and really enjoying it and having gone back to it several times when I was deep in my Poe Dameron and Finn uh, mm. phase? Yes, absolutely. So I was like, okay, I know this author. I know that I liked this fic when I read it. I'm sure that it's good. Um, so I'm very glad that that worked out. <laughs> um yeah i think the thing that i thought was interesting about this fic is some of the dynamic of finn being intentionally kept in the dark by his commanders yeah and poe being in on it from the jump from leia and Mm -hmm. the navigation of that i thought was really interesting because it's a real question of like it really pulls into question some of the like free will elements Mm -hmm. of arranged marriage where it's like poe like Finn doesn't have a choice like he's told what to do and he's not even given information to make a choice whereas yeah. Poe gets some agency like obviously Leia is like pretty sure he's gonna say yes but she would never force him to do it if he was like mm-hmm. turned around was like absolutely not like she wouldn't have forced him and he is clearly like kept in the loop with the resistance the entire time he doesn't tell Finn what's going on but mm-hmm. like he knows like he's when he turn, wakes up and it's like yeah we know where the first order like we never trusted the first order in the first place like yeah mm-hmm. we've been tracking them the whole time you're like oh so Poe has known this whole time what has been going on and has kind of always been in on this thing and just like waiting for the other shoe to drop and that is a fascinating dynamic to me just to like sit with and, yeah and play with and have in the narrative and I think they resolve it pretty well because that could turn into a really weird thing. Um, but I think it was made really clear that, like, Poe wasn't hiding information from Finn out of, like, malice. He just, like, wasn't... He, it took him a long time to be sure that Finn was trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And so that I thought was really interesting. And, yeah, I loved I loved the whole thing. Or at least I remember loving the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I know I agree. And I'm glad you brought that up. We, do, we don't really know, like, the whole time. You kind of get inklings that... Poe doesn't trust Finn fully or mm-hmm. really wants to trust Finn, but is can't mm-hmm. just yet. Um, but you're like, but you have the peace treaty. At least I remember I, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But there's a peace treaty. It's done. Right. Um, and so I was so shocked mm-hmm. when it was like, oh, no, of co- like, of course, in the bottom of my heart, I was like, I know that the first order is going to do some bullshit. And they right. did. And you're like, uh. Uh, but I remember feeling just like so like blindsided by like Poe being like, oh, yeah, no, we've been tracking them. We've, we're set. <laughs> it's yeah. done. And I was like, oh, shit. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. But no, it was that's definitely one of the aspects of this that I thought was really interesting is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I love them. I think they're fun. They should have been they're canon. a sweet couple. They, yes. They're canon oh, my to God. Me. <laughs> I would agree. It, it They should have been. It's really infuriating. It's stupid. I can't believe we have canon uh, Raylo, but not fucking. Yep. Poe and Finn. Ugh. Yep. Infuriating. Anyway. Deeply infuriating. Moving on. Uh, I fully believe... I mean, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega were both like, yeah, we played that as a romance. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, you did. Yes. And there's a bigger conversation to be had about actors making decisions with texts that is inevitably like more queer and more interesting than what they have been given to do and what direct- directed to yeah. do. Because I think that happens a lot um where actors i mean it's definitely what happened with the magicians but um there are a lot of actors who are like willing to go there and then studios that are not willing to let them go there and that i think is part of what the tension is when we're having mm-hmm. conversations about like is this queer baiting <laughs> which yep. uh it's like well you can tell what the actors are doing but the story right. won't let them do it so mm-hmm. what is that like what how do you quantify that so yeah it's just sort of an interesting conversation 
And this was a great pick, Aaron. Great pick, even though you didn't really remember much of the details, but I'm glad you remembered how it made you feel. I trust my taste. <laughs> good, good for you. You know what? Not enough people do. I love that about you. I was like, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it. Of course it's good. I, I have it booked. I remember that it was good, so I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would give it a 4.7. <gasps> That's yeah. so high. Oh my it god. It was very very good. <laughs> yeah. It was very very good. Oh, yay. I'm so glad even though you forgot about imaginary Golux. <laughs> I'm sorry imaginary Golux. I just brain is mush potatoes yeah. most of the time. I won't even blame the jet lag. I just I'm I in one ear out the other. I'm so sorry. I just am I'm am yeah. mush potatoes. Wow. That that was a I'm you know what? A successful round of fix. So a successful good. tag. Go us. Well done, team. I'm very proud of us. And, you know, succinct. I agree. I was about to say, you know, nice, like, bite size. Like, you can knock them out in a day and a few hours. And, yeah. like, I would love that. Yeah. Well, it also helps that we're on a time crunch. But, you know. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I have a potluck to get to. So I, I got to get yep. through these fix. <laughs> but, yeah. No, this was great. What? Well done, team. Well done, everybody involved. <laughs> Aaron, where can people go if they want to know more about us, want to interact, or want to otherwise just be in community with the Fick List? I really specifically was like, I'll wait for him to ask me to do this. <laughs> I was like, mm, pause. Wait you for know him to I be will. Like, yeah, because you don't ever want to do it, which is fine. It's fine. It's I, just you've got it down to the science, I and do. it's so like, I, why, why mess with it? Yeah, you're like, why mess with a good thing? Um, So we have a website. It's theficklist.com, which will link off to all kinds of other things, including, but not limited to, our TikTok. Uh, which is our most active social media presence other than our Tumblr, <laughs> theficklistpodcast.tumblr.com, run by the inimitable Caitlin. Thank you, um, Caitlin. Those are the two that are really the best ones to follow us on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Twitter used to also be a good one to follow us on, but like IDK. <laughs> <laughs> status As pending. of the recording of this podcast, it's still technically standing, but... Mm. Yep. I read somewhere that there are no longer any known furries working at Twitter, which is usually the death knell. Oh, uh, so... no. Yeah, they're toast. I think they're toast. Yeah. Um. So maybe don't follow us on Twitter. We're still there for now. We'll see. We do not have a blue check because I decided that that was not a wise financial investment. It was not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I want to give any credit card number to this company right now Mm-mm-mm-mm. that just got rid of its entire security team. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So Twitter. We are on Instagram. It's mostly a repository for old TikToks, and I haven't even been doing that. So, like, meh. Uh, don't follow us on Facebook. We're there, but don't. What Facebook? Um, <laughs> we are, uh, our podcasts can be found anywhere that podcasts are held uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, uh, Audible, Amazon, uh, Audible, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. <laughs> We're all over the place. Anywhere that I could put a little RSS feed and go, here you go. You can run from <laughs> us. Yep, we're everywhere. Um, we are. We do offer a uh, reading list that is linked in the body of our uh, um, episode descriptions. So if you want to read along with us, link out to any of the fics that we've read um, in this episode or in previous episodes, that's there. Um, there is also a form at which you can send us uh, fic recs. <laughs> Just know that we are like really behind on those. <laughs> it's true. You were free, so- to, you're free to, but it might take us a moment. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have thoughts about how we might start incorporating those better in the future, and mm-hmm. it is still a live fi- like form as of the recording of this episode. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna see how that goes. We're currently at almost two hundred 
recommendations oh, that we just have, have sitting in a form literally in google so thank you to those <laughs> almost 200 people who have wrecked things yeah we have them and we appreciate them and i do read through them and look at them and go oh that looks interesting that mm-hmm, looks cool mm-hmm. oh that's a fandom we haven't touched before so like we aren't ignoring it it's just we don't know how to use it yet so we're still working on that we are on ko-fi uh ko-fi ko-fi whatever um if you so if you feel like um we have had several incredible people um donate to Mm, us and that we still like love and support you for having done that if you would like to contribute to the making of this podcast um that is available in our sort of like general link tree stuff we're on you can find us um i think it's like co-fi.com slash the thick list um you can donate and really any funds that we raise through ko-fi are going specifically to offset costs of this podcast so host fees if we ever have you know anything that um if we ever do end up with like say an audio editor or something like that like that is what we will use the money for so that is an option anything i missed alan i don't think there's anything upcoming in the world of the thick list other than crimis yeah no um i think you you nailed all of it thank you thanks I did my best. <laughs> All Yay. right. Well, another another one in the books. Another one bites the dust. Da, da. Another one bites the dust. Da, da. <laughs> we're so and now we got copyright stuff. I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you all in the next episode. I guess you'll hear us in the next episode is the way that yep. actually that works. See you soon. Bye. Bye.